Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We're back. Uh, it's been a little while. It's been like a month. It has been a month. Been a month. I can't yeah. miss this. We, me too, honestly. You know, it's, it's, nothing makes you want to get back on the pod more than, than taking a break from it. You know, we were a little burnt out at the end of spring tour. A lot yes. of pods in a very short period of time. Uh, you know, I'm sad, obviously, we had to cancel last week's pod uh, from summer camp because that was fun. But unfortunately, there is non-existent service at that festival. So... So we're going to cover that at all? You want to you want to talk about your experience at guess, summer camp? Yeah, sure. Uh, summer camp was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you know, Goose is set. One of my favorites of the weekend, um, obviously. Um, pretty pretty awesome thatch. Um, you know, I'm I'm still holding on. Uh, I'm still holding on to it being the goat. Uh, you know, it, it could change with lots of pressure from uh, certain people who are telling me that I'm wrong. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Certain people, as in everyone, um... everyone who wasn't at summer camp, at least. Oh well, that's fair. Okay, so we've established that it's attendance bias. Yes, so exactly. I, as these yeah. things tend to be, uh, it is likely attendance bias. Yes, Ryan Molnar, nice of you to point out. Uh, very great of Neil Francis to be able to pop on today after his yeah. Royal Bird set. Thank you, Neil, for coming here. It just looked a little bit different on camera. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sure. While we're on the topic of thatches, I, I still think Ryman is the best. Hmm. But you know, that's another pod, another topic for another pod. It's, it's such true. a good, it's such a good thatch, but it's such a great song, and we're we're so lucky that we keep getting all these amazing twenty-minute versions that I've been begging for since last year. So, yes. so tell yeah. like what else was good about summer camp? I mean, there's there's got to be a hundred things to say here. Well, the festival or Goose specifically? Because we're on a Goose podcast here. We are on it. I mean, but you were there. What was the vibe? I mean, what was the, the vibe? Was the great. crowd was vibes were high. Uh, the vibes were dusty. It was incredibly dusty uh, over that weekend. But from the stories I've heard from what it's like when it's rainy, I will take the dust any day of the week. Um, I, you know, I, 
dust doesn't really impact your camping experience and you can't really camp in mud uh or you can but it sucks so yeah this is the truth i'll take dust uh fortunately i have pretty much gotten over my dust cough um <laughs> oh god yeah back to just regular spring allergies uh you know dealing with now but i'm here actually i i'm here in in denver colorado right now uh i will be attending my first jrad show tonight uh and i am so excited uh i don't know what you're talking about ryan that that, that there's no photo shoot there's no i don't know if there is uh yes you're in colorado this is super exciting and you get a week of amazing music right yeah we're not just out here for goose you're actually you're doing things other than goose everybody says you're like a one-trick pony i'm seeing six shows and only one of them is members of goose uh so tonight i'm seeing (laughs) jrad tomorrow night i'm seeing jrad wednesday i'm seeing king gizzard uh and then the trey trio next friday and saturday and then arabolo next sunday Two nights of Trey Trio. Two nights of Trey Trio. Oh, yeah. that's I, I'm saying this on the Goose podcast, but that takes priority over Ray Blow. I think you're making the wrong call. You're going to miss that that debut of Not Alone. Ray <laughs> I Blow. really hope. I was saying to Haps today, I really hope uh, that they play it on Sunday. You know, I hope you get burned because you're just you're making the wrong choice. But you I mean, what? maybe not. Neil, Neil, you know what? Yeah. Regardless of when they play it, the pod gets results. That's what uh, we I, I don't know about the pod gets results. I mean, we joke about that all the time, but I, I feel like I'm this was an authority that in this case, the pod gets results. Anyway, okay. last night, Goose played their first show uh, in Mississippi ever at yes. the Cathead Jam in Jackson. I would just like to give a huge, huge shout out to Browl uh, for streaming the show for us last night. Thank you so much for running the Mixlar. It sounded great. Uh, he was going to come on the pod today, um, but he is making the probably correct choice to go see Daniel Donato uh, at Cathead Jam instead of coming on and talking about Goose with us, which makes sense. I would have done that too. Yeah. yeah. If I had the opportunity to see Daniel Donato, I would have done that. Yeah. It's, it's a better idea to go see another show than to talk about last night's show uh, if you have the option to. Well, but, specifically Daniel Donato. Yeah. the show. I'm looking forward to seeing him for the first time at Peach. Uh, that, that'll be that'll be fun. I have a list of like a hundred things that I'm looking forward to seeing for the first time at Peach. I mean, it's funny. I've been like dreaming about it, which is bizarre. Like I just have like Peach dreams. Interesting, uh, because there's all these bands I'm like really stoked to see. I, I think that lineup is so incredibly strong. Not to yeah. get off track here, but yeah. there, like it was almost oh, yeah, like I, I sat down and made a list of like bands I really really wanted to see, and. There they all are. Of course, they're all going to conflict with each other, and I'm probably only going to see like three bands the whole weekend. But but hey, that's my luck. See Goose, and it's yeah. Thank you, Haps. Uh, Haps says nice house. Uh, it is a very nice house. Uh, thank you, Haps. This yeah. is actually Haps' house. He's he's right over there. He just doesn't want to be on the pod. We'll get him on. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a couple minutes before we got him on, but there he is. There no, he uh, he moves quick. <laughs> He moves quick. All right, let, let's dive into last night's show here. Uh, you know, we, we are here for a reason uh, beyond, you know, shooting the shit. Um, but sure we get, I, okay, fair. We like shooting the shit. Yeah. But we also have to talk about this show. Um, we do. I am really excited to talk about certain aspects of this show. Me too. There, so, there's a lot to be excited about, about this show. Festival yeah. sets not usually 
I'm not usually stoked to sit down and talk about it. Yeah, but I am it's, stoked it's, to talk about this one. It also helps being two sets, gives the band a little more freedom to play some of the hits while also stretching out a little bit more on some jams, which we've seen with this and Summer Camp. You know, first set ending up being mostly, at least, you know, in last night's case, mostly standard playing, you know, playing the hits, so to speak. Um, and then later on in the show, getting into a little more jamming and extended improv, if you will. Yes, sir. So we dive in, uh, going to kind of lump in the first large chunk of the first set here. Atlas Dogs, All I Need, Rockdale, Bob Don, Flowdown. Um, you know, again, solid playing. Uh, this All I Need is pretty nice 11 minutes. Uh, really gets a lot done. Nice little minor key playing in here. Uh, but nothing crazy. Just an enjoyable listen uh, for a short, shorter version. Uh, and then otherwise, you know, first set, having fun. Yeah, I mean, it was just a good first set. I think it was all pretty well executed. Flowdown in a weird spot. Rockdale in a weird spot. Like, I, I thought that was strange. Yeah, but... mid-first set, yeah. Yeah, Bob yeah, Bob but I mean... Too. We've been seeing mostly in second sets this year so far. Right, and then, you know, just Bob Dunn in general in a fest set. Like, yeah, do it. <laughs> Bob Dunn in that, general, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a surprise. And, yeah. To everyone but know, Kev. Kev yeah, Kevin was, yeah, he did see that coming. But yeah, I mean, overall, decent first set. I think when you're talking about festival shows, it can go any number of ways. And, you know, you get a couple shorter versions and that's kind of a bummer. It feels like, you know, you empty the tank a little bit. You get an all I need without a, a jam, really. Like then you're like kind yeah. of disappointed. But overall, I just take all I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's well, especially good. going into a festival set, you know, I have festival set expectations. Uh, and so you know, kind of meeting the expectations for the first bunch of this set, especially playing for the first time in Mississippi. You know, yep. you don't know how much of the audience has seen Goose before um, or is familiar with them. So, you know, it's one thing playing a festival in Massachusetts where, you know, it's a pretty fair assumption that a large chunk of the crowd is familiar with Goose and has seen Goose before. Mississippi is a completely different story because it's a, you know, much... Um, a much lower concentration of goose fans in that area of the country it, it seems yeah well you know they've never played there correct so they they couldn't cultivate a local kind of following unless those folks went out of their way to do it yeah and go and see them so you never know i mean goose fans are pretty psychotic sometimes so yeah i mean well if they do travel far i'm sure there are plenty of people who made their way to mississippi for the show i think yeah. that might be the only reason i would ever go to mississippi <laughs> <laughs> uh is to go see maybe goose maybe fish um but i don't i don't think fish plays mississippi either so i mean who knows yeah and if they did but, it would probably be in the summer which is not when you yeah not, not when you want to be there not anyway let's let's talk about this tumble um because i want to talk about this tumble because this is a really good tumble uh, Tumble has been excellent this year. Uh, it, it has been, you know, I was talking about this with Haps earlier uh, as we were re-listening to it. Um, last year, Tumble's kind of, it, with, with a few exceptions, uh, I feel like they weren't as standout uh, for, for a lot of the times. You know, you had stuff like Cleveland, which was cool, long, but not really super memorable. There was Peach, which Neil, you know, really loves um and there was Fayetteville which is phenomenal very um, good tumble. yeah I don't know if I'm missing any um but I feel like other than that last year though and and Tempe 
Um, but for oh most, yeah, last year, wow, that was last year. Yeah, yeah, right. Tempe <laughs> <laughs> Tumble, it's a great one though. Yeah, check it out. So, so for the most part, last year, you know, they played it a lot, but there weren't as many memorable versions happening. Uh, and I feel like you know the last couple of versions, especially, we had this incredible New Orleans one. Uh, we had this one last night. You know, the Ryman one is excellent. Um, the what was it? The the St. Paul one with the loose ends. You know, nice and long. Like so, this one last night is amazing. Peter is the star of this jam to me. Uh, all of the many different keyboard tones that he's doing. You know, we get some nice guitar early on before he switches. Uh, and he's using this kind of more like janky piano sound. Like it's not a grand piano. It's more of an upright. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to describe. Um, but, you know, you hear it. It's like it's a different piano sound than he normally uses. Kind of th- starts playing around with this riff. We get some reverse delay vintage vibe textures. So that's that weird shit that starts happening. That's yes. backwards vintage vibe. Uh, we could not hear that on the Mixler last night. Um, and so throwing that on on the soundboard this morning and hearing that come in, I was walking through the airport and I was like, "Woo!" Nice. Yeah. yeah, lucky you. You got boards right before your flight. Oh, my God. I, I, was, I, was, I woke up this morning. The boards were up. I listened to the Redbird on the way to the airport. You know, to to validate this, that's all tease uh, that Peter. <laughs> that was that was your first choice out of all the things you could have done with the show. Well, you went I after heard the that's all last night. I went to bed at set break, and I knew uh, like right. okay, there's a tease. Tumble's and, good. Yeah, and I was like, I need to make the set list graphic and post it for Elgoose.net. And I was like, okay, gonna go and listen to see if this tease is real. Um, so it, it is real. We'll get that. It's, but uh, we'll it is very very real. Tumble. Yeah, I mean. This tumble's fantastic. We got a two in a row here, right? If you think back to um, yes. to New Orleans and then this one, I mean, you know me, I love tumble. It's, I mean, I, I can't get enough of the dang song. There was a while there where I was kind of exhausted with tumble. And I guess that was last year when it's just like they play it and you'd be like, yeah, here we go. Like another tumble. And it just like heard so many tumbles. And, but now it just seems every, every time they play it, it's amazing. It's it's so great, and the jam is always good. Even you know the the more pedestrian versions of Tumble are still very 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 good. Mm-hmm. And these last two versions are are awesome. This one, I think, I have yet to kind of listen to them both back to back, but I like this one more than the one from New Orleans. So you're uh, saying this would be the new Goat Tumble, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, I don't I know. We, I thought we had pretty consensus agreed that New Orleans was the new Goat. I don't know. I mean, this one, it, this one doesn't it, have aardvark. It's no peach tumble. <laughs> the aardvark thing is out of control. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's good. I don't know. It, it's not a, like an all timer. The the one from New Orleans. It's got some some interesting spaces that it goes to. But I don't know. I just really enjoyed this tumble last night, I and wish, I, I need to listen to it some more. I wish B could be on the pod today, just so I could see the look on his face as you said that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I often say <laughs> things that make him angry. So, you know, oh, yeah. it is what I, it is. Anyway, yeah, this tumble, just really amazing keyboard work uh, from Peter. That That is the standout here. Um, you know, again, get, get a little siren action in there uh, towards the end. But just an excellent jam and a surprise, too, because, you know, based on the set times, like it was super weird, the timings of the sets last night. Like set one was supposed to start at 840. Then they came on stage at 840. And then it seemed like they needed to sound check everything. And so they were on stage for like 15 minutes before they played a note. Yeah, which is very strange. I'm actually curious to see 
if there's any footage that gets released or or what happened there so we can figure out what exactly went down but they definitely yeah. seemed like they were trying really hard to get going and just couldn't yeah i mean peter didn't put anything in the in the show notes about it like you know there were technical difficulties before the set um so you know maybe something to do with the festival like it sounded like you know they needed to just make sure everything was working um so you know but it, it was weird like second set was only like 45 minutes long or so right uh, I did not look at times, but it felt incredibly short. I think it was only like 45 minutes or so, just based on my eyeball math of the, the set times, um, which is weird. You know, you have set one slated to start at 8.40 and then set two slated to start at, what was it, 10.05? Yeah, and they missed that by a mile, um, which is probably why the set was so short because they no, needed even to... then, like, if you're starting a set at 8.40 and you're going to play for an hour, I guess you're going to play for an hour... And then take a 20 minute break and then play for another hour. Like what time did it end? 1130? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what time it ended exactly. But I, I mean, prob- that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. But interesting, interesting set times uh, for a festival, you know? Yeah. I mean, the vibe I got was that that was not a tight ship they were running there at that festival. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like probably they got on stage late because they had to pull all the other stuff off and they had to put all their stuff on. And then they're basically sound checking in the as their set is starting. Right. Right. And then so then they ran long on the set. Definitely very long. And then they went and took a break. And uh, yeah, you would well, expect a festival to have very regimented times when you're doing things. But that definitely was not happening last night. And I don't think that was Goose. I think it's just the, the way the festival was being run. Yeah, it's also it's a, it looked like a very small festival. Uh, so, you know, not as crazy of an infrastructure as something like summer camp where, you know, everyone sound checks throughout the day and then it's very quick turnover, t- turnover. And it's easy to get things going. Um, what's also interesting for the set time, um, the original the written set list, uh, which appeared in one of the pictures the band posted uh, just like an hour or two ago Um Tumble was supposed to be the encore. So both sets played out exactly as they were supposed to, except for Tumble being moved from the encore to the end of the first set. Um, I personally am very okay with that. <laughs> you know, yeah. based on what we got out of that Tumble, you know, short second set, whatever, still got a great jam in there. But I'm very, very pleased with the decision to move the Tumble to the first set, which resulted in that incredible jam. Well, I mean, yeah, they just they found inspiration in that tumble and it carried over into the second set for sure. Yeah. yeah. This is good. Uh, second set here. Let's, t- let's dive in. Uh, we get another jamless drive. Um, They're fine. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into that. But I mean, do you want to just go? go fine. I mean, okay, we, we've dug into it plenty. You know, uh, if people haven't heard our spring tour leg two recap, uh, we talk about jamless drives a lot, uh, what we think of them uh, in that episode. Yeah, uh, it's a long episode, but you know we talk about them a lot because they played a bunch. <laughs> they did play a lot of jamless drives. You get another one. Hey, it smokes. It's like kind of makes you sad because you know what drive has done in the past. Yeah, right? that's what but, I saying, but it's still it's it's great as yeah. a seven minutes. So if drive debuted like this, I'd be like, hell yeah, this song rocks. But since drive spent so many years as like a incredible long jam vehicle, it's like, yeah. You think about uh, Buffalo nineteen. You know, we were just talking about Buffalo 19. I was uh, thinking more of like, you know, Bingo Tour, Cap, DC. Yeah. But you know, 
you know, on the topic of Buffalo 19, a 30 minute drive versus this. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I I guess that's what breaks my heart about the the jamless drives is that when I really got into this band, what hooked me was that version. We were talking about just the other day, that version of drive incredible. And so that's just what your expectation is that you're getting those huge jams, but it's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we move into uh, the Red Bird here, uh, which does have the "That's All" teases in them. This is another oh, one. Oh wait, like... so you're, you're like you're you're saying this is a tease? We're we're agreeing here. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, okay. Tease. What what happens is Rick is doing the same thing that he did in the summer camp thatch, where he's like CCPing it like crazy, yeah. and then Peter, like I feel like it, I'm just imagining Peter playing, and going nuts like like i do like rick is so close to playing the goddamn riff but he's not playing it and so i just imagine peter being like okay buddy like i'm gonna play it if you're not going to and then he's the one that plays it (laughs) he plays those last few notes and then that's when it really kicks in and 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 pretty much the whole band is on it at that point yeah Um, i mean this is not the first time they've done that's all you can go back i think i can't remember the jam last year but that theme pops up in a lot of uh, in a lot of places, so it, it's cool that they're finding it. Has it been officially noted elsewhere? Yeah, I, I don't. I never really thought about teases so much until we started uh, talking about a lot of them a lot lately. It's mm. you know, it's a it's a hot topic these days. Teases. It is. So yeah, cool. this one. I mean, this is a this is otherwise a really awesome Redbird too. Yeah, I mean, rhythm driven like the Warfield version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter. And and this one was just absolutely driving it uh, percussively. And it's, uh, I use that word, Brian. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, no, I I just, I thought it sounded great. I thought the drums sounded amazing. I I tweeted a couple times about the drums last night. And the the Mixler actually is really interesting because for a Mixler, it was surprisingly clear with the drums. Yeah. You could hear the kick drum clear as a bell. You could hear the hi-hat clear as a bell. So I spent a good chunk of this Redbird just listening in on the drums and focusing on that. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's again, that, that the Spuds and Jeff, you know, it, it's year of the rhythm section, you know, we're, we're saying you're big T, but it's, it's year of the rhythm section. These, these prominently rhythm based jams are so cool because it's not just Rick leading and shredding everywhere. You know, there, there is some serious Rick shred in this jam. Um, but it doesn't feel like every other Rick Shred jam we felt uh, we've heard before because of how prominent the drums are, and it's awesome. More of this, yes, please. Yeah, you know what they say: jam band is only as good as their drummer, and I mean these drummers are Excellent. ridiculously good, and it makes the music very, very good. Hell yeah, it does. Next up, we get a nice segue into "In Your Eyes." Uh, that that's a full arrow uh, for those. Of you oh, who that's a very know. full arrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it was great. I, I love seeing this song pop up again, too. Third time this year already. Yeah, and every time it jams, too. Yeah. Right? That's that's the really exciting thing about this. And every time they have jammed the song, it has sounded amazing. If you think all the way back to its debut at uh, Sculpture Park. That was not its debut. It was not its debut? I thought it was. No, it was played at Bingo Tour and uh, in Waynesville in 2020. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so you, as soon as you said its debut, I was waiting for you to say at Sculpture Park so I could correct you. That's funny. I completely forgot about the. Oh man. Well, in any case, uh, bias. Yeah, uh, I did not go to Sculpture Park. 
No, you, I, you basically did, though. Uh, I, I skipped that one. I don't know why I did. In retrospect, that was like such a poor choice. Yeah. But uh, I can't believe I forgot about the Bingo Tour version. Um, but in any case. Um, Thank you, uh, June Atkin, for agreeing with everything that we say about the drums. <laughs> uh, it's true. And hey, while we're talking about this, this is a segue into In Your Eyes. The, the way that the hi-hat kind of melts in yes. on this. That's and a like, nice segue. Yeah, I, I mean, funny that I was focusing in on the drums and then this happened. Uh, and then it almost sounded, I don't know, it didn't sound like they were going to play In Your Eyes. It sounded like they were going somewhere else entirely with it. It actually sounded like very Fishman-esque, which I don't ever think that when I listen to Ben's playing at all. Interesting. Uh, so go back and listen to that. It sounded like maybe you could like, start getting to you know the the intro to like david bowie or something for a minute there um but uh all right check it out go all check right it out. there all right all right well, but yes in your eyes band. awesome yeah uh, on the shorter side but this song the jams they get to again this is very rhythmic this reminds me of a little bit kind of like a junior version of the seattle one uh which was very uh drums and percussion driven uh so another great great jam uh continuing the flow of this pretty great set yeah i mean it just keeps going this yeah keeps like going. if you're getting like a, first of all as a second set on paper regard like regardless of length this is an awesome set like drive redbird in your eyes western sun empress that's yep. a great set uh and executing that in 45 minutes at a festival like they did really well with it yeah I mean, you know, Empress Topper on the end, you know, shocker. It was going to be Empress or it was going to be hot tea, right? Yeah. You were going to get one or the other. and hey, Just means we're yeah. getting hot tea tonight. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. Or tomorrow yeah. or both. Or tomorrow. Like, it's, a, yeah, it's festival season. So the, the question is, where do you place your hot teas, yeah. animals, and empresses? So yes. I feel like they're all in the same bucket uh, for these. And sometimes you get them all in the same show. Yeah. So. Anything can happen. It's festival season. It is fest season. Yeah, so we don't know tonight. Uh, Goose is playing a little bit earlier. Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Riverbend Festival. Um, they are only playing for an hour, I believe, tonight. They have a shorter set, smaller stage. Um, and we don't know as of right now if there's going to be a stream. Hopefully, uh, Peter gets us those fourths again tonight. Um, and we can come here and talk about a one-hour set tomorrow. Uh, that might be a very quick hit episode. Yeah, just like, I mean, might as well just like record us like talking on the phone or something about it. Like, hey, wow, that hot tea was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, do you, want to, do you want to do the show now? We can talk about the hot tea now. Yeah, exactly. And then get it out of the way. Brian Molnar, thank you. It's 7.30 to 9 tonight. Chatt is Chattanooga in Eastern time? I, I believe so. That's what I've heard so far today. Jive was saying this morning that he's going to be two hours behind the show. So It is, yeah. That does awesome. sound right. Awesome. So, so it is. 7.30 to 9 Eastern tonight. Uh, hopefully somebody streams. If not, we will get to listen to it tomorrow. Uh, There's going to be a nice animal, a nice hot tea, um, you know, nice drip field maybe, nice Arcadia. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get the hits today. This we all know what happened the last time they played a festival in the state of Tennessee. Uh, Beale Street. <laughs> oh, Beale Street. Well, I was going to bring that up earlier too. I think Beale Street actually is what set the expectations for festival sets. When Beale, Beale Street happened, we were like, oh, my God. Yikes. Festival sets are the worst thing ever because that that Beale Street show is is not good. It is not good at all. No. Um, but they've consistently 
proven that that was a one-off thing. I mean, I think a little bit later, like thing was kind of not so great. Uh, but there's a difference between Beale Street and Thing. Yes, Beale Street had an eight-minute "All I Need." Yeah, it did. I mean, it had a a, a very short version of everything, and also like an eight-minute Arcadia. <laughs> uh, yeah, but oh, hey, short Arcadias are not necessarily bad. Okay, I, I give you Peach as an example. Nineteen but... here, like yeah, but uh, hey, yeah, man. I mean, big stuff happening today, you know? Okay. Ryan Molnar's got a point. That is not the last time they played a festival in Tennessee. They did play at Bonnaroo last year, which I keep forgetting about. I'm glad somebody's fact-checking Ryan because Ryan's been fact-checking me all episode. <laughs> Thank Listen, you, Molnar, for that. You guys come prepared. Ryan Molnar is prepared. You clearly are not prepared. I I don't... Yeah, that's that's funny. It's funny that you've never corrected me on the in-your-eyes thing before because I think I've said that before. Um, have you really? I have, and I don't know how I got that in my head. That's like, like the especially because of bingo. Like version. that's what makes it like so unforgivable. Well, that, that's the first really prominent version. I feel like you know, Bingo Tour and Waynesville were both like in 2020. Like, you know, we were all still noobs then. Yes, that was Except very Brian. Brian, well, Brian had been listening to the band for years. I had just been kind of. Brian's been listening to them up. since like 2009. Like, he, yeah. he's way ahead of the curve. Well, I mean, hey, when you're as old as he is, you, you get on it early. True. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into today's day after show. We will see you right back here tomorrow, probably, uh, for a uh, let's call it an eight minute episode. Um, you know, we may we may find some other things to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about this J Rad show I'm seeing tonight. Who knows? Um, but we'll be yeah. back here tomorrow at uh, three thirty. Yes. Sorry, Michael Schwartz is asking. Did Ryan remember to call slash text when he landed? Yes, I sent a text as soon as I landed. So are we getting updates about the shows that you're seeing this week when we do the day after shows? I feel like we need some. Well, we only, I mean, we only have two day after shows after today. And then right. we don't, you know, we don't have Well, we get the two. So the question is, do we get an update on J-Rad? Sure. And, and everything. Great. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. There, there will be no talks of bathrooms at Red Rocks. but No, I... I have no idea to talk about the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, anyway, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, hope you have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day and rest of your weekend. And we will probably see you back here tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. See ya. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.